Blog Talk Radio.
Good morning, and good morning again. Well, you know how God is. He's just faithful. He's wonderful. He's everything that we need. And he knows how to cause us to look more like him. Isn't it amazing how Genesis reminds us that he created us in his very likeness and image. A question. What God do you know that creates very worshipers and his sons and daughters to look like him? Not uh, owe him anything, uh, you know, there's people that have to kill themselves for their God, but yet he sent his son to die for us. There's people that have to go through this or that for their God, but he forgives us. He loves us. He does everything that we could need or want just because we're his. My, 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 my. Why would people serve a God that doesn't want you to be like him? Because he said he's going to create us in his very likeness and his image. Not that we could be his God, because he's still our God, but so that we can be in his likeness and image. Love like him. My God. Forgive like him. Mm. Be faithful like him. My, 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 my. And that's not even all of the message on today, but it is definitely the message for our lives that we would learn to be Christ-like. We don't have to worry about just reading it, for there were some people that walked with Jesus that got to see him, and we can look at one another and see Jesus all over the place. So I'm going to ask if anyone would pray, program, and right away, God, I'm saying we repent for sins of commission and omission and every deed um, that we may have said or done or even omitted, whether we committed it or omitted it, we ask you for forgiveness. So, is there anyone that would like to pray for the program on this morning? Okay. I will pray for the program this morning. Father God, we glorify you. We magnify you. We ask you that you would take us to another level in you from faith to faith, from glory to glory. Let the listeners on today and even those via the archive hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying on today. God, guide my lips. Guide my heart. Guide my mind. Not only as I said, to guide them and guard them. But cause me to only say what you want me to say. 
and cause the listeners to hear what you want them to hear. Because you may want one to hear this and one to hear that. So whatever the need is on today, God, give it, supply it, and let every assignment of the enemy be exposed, decoded, and destroyed and eliminated. But let your love and your faith in its abundance be spread on today via the archives or even via a testimony from somebody else. Have your way in today's program. Have your way in every Monday night program with Iron Sharpening Iron. Have your way in every Friday night uh, program in Iron Sharpening Iron. We ask you, God, that you be glorified on today, Monday, Friday, and in every service, God, that you are truly the head of and even expose the ones that you're not the head of so that people will know they're looking for you, they're searching for you, they're seeking for you, and, God, they will find you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, today's message, if I could give it a name, is called I Accept What God Allows. Because I ask God to help me remain pliable for his glory. (laughs) Be careful what you ask God for. He's awesome. He's faithful. And be specific. I've learned that when I pray, um, I need to be specific or as specific as I can. But for the most part, I need to ask God even for the wisdom to know what to pray for and the wisdom to know what to ask for. So I'm going to see if Minister Sylvia is available so that she can share uh, a few scriptures that we're going to use um, for the message on this morning. And I'll come back and um, share uh, some of those scriptures as well throughout um, the message. So Minister Sylvia, are you available to share the scriptures? Yes, I am. Amen. Our first scripture is going going to be from Isaiah 59 and 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Our second scripture is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Those are scriptures that I will be sharing with you all on today. Amen. Thank you. Isn't it wonderful how he said when the enemy comes in, like a flood, he will lift up a standard against him. I've heard people read it many ways. I heard people read it where they emphasize that the enemy came in like a flood. They'll read it like 
when the enemy comes in like a flood. Then they read it like the Lord will lift Andrew against them. But I've also heard it read, and when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Lord will lift up a standard against him. And so it's the same scripture, but I've heard it where it's been emphasized that the enemy comes in like a flood, but I've also heard read where it's emphasized that God comes in like a flood against him. And what I love about it is that either way you read it, God is still triumphant. So whether the enemy came in like a flood or whether God responded like a flood, God is still triumphant. And then the other scripture talks about how we have to trust and rely on God and that we have to lean not on our own understanding. Let's 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 uh, hear this in the um, amplified version. It says, "Trust and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart, not with some of it, not with a portion of it, not with half of it, but with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Mm, 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 mm. And in all your ways, not some of them." Not a portion of them, not a seventy-five uh, percent of it, but in all your ways, now acknowledge and recognize Him. Mm. Hasn't Minister Sylvia been talking about how some people want to be recognized? This scripture is saying to recognize Him. Recognition comes from God. So it's okay for someone to want to be recognized. God wants to be recognized for his sovereignty and his faithfulness and so much more. And then the scripture goes on to say, and he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. So it's known there's going to be obstacles. It's known there's going to be things that come to block you. But when you recognize God, he's going to make and smooth. And even when the enemy comes in, like a flood, sometimes he comes in to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But we know that God said that Jesus has come that we would have life and that more abundantly. See how the scriptures, they crosswalk to each other? Well, I'm going to share a few things that I wrote on uh, Facebook for you. And it was when I was in prayer about something I was was experiencing um, on my walk to retirement. One of them said, oh, my God. I went, oh, my God. God put an accent. He put a hold on me. <laughs> Do you hear me? I said, oh, my God. And I said, oh, my. God put an exit 
somebody else's exit. But I said, oh, my God, put an exit strategy that I had on hold. That's basically what the whole thing said. I'm about to read it all to you, but I was basically saying, listen, oh, my, God, you put a hold on my exit. Now, you have said that I could do it, but because somebody prayed. And they asked God to block it. And they asked God to block it, not in order to hurt me, but in order to help them. And remember, I always say I accept. God allowed. Hmm. Wow. And I also said, let me remain pliable, flexible to what God allowed. So when I said, oh my, God put my exit on hold to use me to block what the enemy had in store for you just because you prayed. See the power of prayer that God would say, I have somebody that says they'll accept what I allow, and I have somebody that has a need. (laughs) My God, my God, my God. And then Isaiah 59 and 19 declares, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun when the enemy shall come in. Like a flood, the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Question. Are you willing to be that standard? Are you willing to be used by God to stop what the enemy has planned for someone else. Not for you, but he'll do it for you too. But are you willing to be used by God, you know, to be Christ-like so that he can help somebody the enemy is after? Selah. And then I went on to say this verse depicts how God flies in like a warring eagle or rides in with his chariots of angels and shows up mightily to defend you, his own people, against overwhelming demonic attacks, ambushes, plans, odds, inconceivable and unspeakable evil against us, against you and how he will tap into the heart of those that say, use me, glory, Lord, because I accept what you allow. My, 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 like the songwriter wrote and sang, you better stop now. It's praying time. God answered your prayers because God heard you when you prayed. Another man sings that song. One song says, you better stop now. It's praying time. Stop now. 
His flames high, stop now. His flames high, the sun is almost down. And then it goes on to talk about sinner man. It goes on and on. But then there's also a man that says, he heard you when you pray. God heard you when you pray. So just think about that. God heard you when you prayed, and he's also telling the sinner man to stop what he's doing. Then in another Facebook thing, I wrote, do you know how important you are to God? We just finished talking about that. You're so important to God that I went on to talk about how he sent his only begotten son to die just for you, you and you, over here, over there, the north, the south, the east, the west, and the center in the middle, or far off, the rich, the poor, the middle class, the educated, the uneducated, et cetera, et cetera. That's how important you are to God. He answered your prayers because you are that important to God. And then others, you are so important to God that he'll use you to be an answer. Sometimes we're expecting angels to come down. Don't you know that that angel could be that person that you're looking at? I remember when Apostle Sandra Thomas said that God sent me as an angel to her to answer a prayer, and I didn't get it. I didn't understand. But God can use us however he wants to use us if we do the other thing I put, my, my, my. Remain pliable so that God can readily use you for his glory. Can God readily use you for his glory? Are you flexible? Are you pliable? Well, be patient with me for a moment because I want to share a testimony and have a transparent moment with you. And before I do that, I want you to answer a question that I had to answer on these past weeks. Do you really accept what God allows? That test, that trial, do you really accept what God allows? Those lies, that discrimination, that lack of recognition, that favoritism towards others that hurts you? Well, my answer to my recent test, I ended up saying I accept what God allows, especially in this C-Law moment. Because to be pliable means that I'm flexible. It means that I'll freely and repeatedly allow God to use me as as he as, as these situations bend me, as these situations challenge me, as these situations require me to yield and to adjust to various conditions, to things that other people need or want. It means that I'll oblige and do whatever it takes. I'll be inclined to please God. I'll be inclined to consent to the prayers of others that he needs to use me in. I'm here to tell you I'm not perfect. 
and I'm asking God to help me with my pliability, my flexibility. The big F word, flexibility. So see, it's one thing when God uses you for you and your loved ones and even friends and associates, and he tells you about it in advance. But it's another thing when he has to prepare you to continue to say yes. See, love, it's something about how God does things. So let me share this testimony with you. Over the course of my life, I've worked for the government for close to, if not over, 30 years. And I've worked other places. Well, during this time, I have experienced, I believe, every ism there is. And you may say, what's the ism? You know, like racism, ageism, generationalism, microaggressions, micro-inequalities. I've been dealing with people that said I'm too religious. I've dealt with people that said I was too worldly. I dealt with culturalism, and it was inside my race and even outside my race. I was too light-skinned. I was too educated, too ghetto. I was too this. I was too that. I was too everything. I liked this. I liked that. I mean, you name it, every ism, every schism. And yet God navigated me through them all. Or he gave me the wisdom that would help me maneuver through those things myself. And yet in all of that time, I yet learned to accept what God allowed and to remain pliable to God. I did not say that I wanted it. I did not say that I liked it. I did not say that I always agreed with it. And see, that's one thing that people forget. We say in life, I agree to disagree. But we forget that even when you come over here to the Lord's side, that when God needs you and you says yes, and you said it, it wasn't always you said it because you liked it. How many of you think when Lot's wife turned to Salty Stone that he liked that? How many of you think when Abraham had to let the king have his wife Sarah that he liked that? My, 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 my. How many of you think when Sarah thought she had to help God out and let her husband sleep with her concubine, that her helper, so that he could be the, you know, submitted concubine to her husband that she liked it? How many of you think that Hannah liked it when Fanana was doing stuff to her to just rub things in her face? Those are other messages. I just thought I would throw those in there. However, when we tell God we'll do whatever he wants, 
or whatever he deems is necessary. Just because you said, I accept what God allows, it does not mean that you will be immune from tests, trials, troubles, and disappointments, including demonic attacks, attacks by friends, by family, by total strangers. You won't be immune to them. You can be blessed by God and at the same time going through a demonic attack. And God will show up and show you his glory. God will show you that he still loves you, he still forgives you, even when in the midst of that, sometimes you might snap off at someone, but God will tell you, it's in my plan, it's in my plan. Just repent, it's in my plan. Because he's trying to show you what's still in you. Well, during my emotional challenge and test, God showed me the power of prayer. The power of me praying and of others praying. Because, see, I was supposed to retire on the 31st. See, this is what my test was. But guess what? I'm still working. They claim they can't find almost 15 years of verification of my government service. They claim the record, the receipt, the information that covers that 2005 to 2014 um, records, they can't find it. See, they archived the records 2017 and earlier. Guess what? My paperwork, the thing that I need in order to retire is in that. So when they look in the computer, they can't see me. And do you know that my organization had the nerve to ask me if I would settle for 10 years? I'm a combat veteran. I went to war for America. I went to war for our people, even the people that are practicing racism and and, and various things against me and my culture. I fought for America. And yet, they didn't give me credit from 1985 until now. They only gave me credit from 1991. So I've already allowed them to take six years of my life and act like it wasn't given, we call America. But you know what? I was angry. But, see, they want me to tell you that, oh, I said I accept what God allowed. I did. I did say I accept what God allowed. But, see, I prayed and God told me to give it to him. He says, put it all in my hand. And I said, but, God, I've already given them proof. I've given them an LES that shows that I did what I needed to do. I've already given them a copy of my uh, records, my government records that shows that they even documented that I don't owe. And they said, it has to have a stamp. And I said, are you kidding me? They weren't even doing stamps back then. And you know it. But God said, give it to me. Give me your retirement. I said, God, I need closure. I need closure to the death of my sister. God, I need closure now even to my retirement. God, I need for you to know that my heart is overwhelmed. 
my heart and my commitment and my loyalty is overwhelmed. God, I'm angry to the point of tears. When I'm when I cry, it's usually because I'm angry, I'm sad, or I'm happy. Well, this time when I was getting my release and my deliverance from God and I was praying, it was because I was angry. You ain't never been angry before. Praise the Lord rebuke you. But see, I'm being honest. I'm being transparent. I'm letting you know that I'm still in this human body and that I still have human emotions and yet I'm striving to be Christ-like. See, Jesus turned over the tables. Did you forget about that? And that was in the house of prayer. A whole nother message. See, we uh, are, are too self-righteous sometimes, and we want leaders to be perfect and, and for us to not have emotions and for us not to cry to God. But see, when God said, put it in my hand, lay it at the altar, Lay aside every weight that so easily besets you. They didn't tell me I couldn't retire on 31 January if I wouldn't just settle for the 10-year thing until the 11th hour, the 59th minute, and the 59th second. That's what it felt like to me. How are you going to tell me on the 30th that you can't even see me in the computer, in the you should have told me that a, a while ago. How are you going to wait till the 30th, the day before? It hit me like a ton of bricks. It hit me like a million bolts of, a, 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 of lightning. It hit me so hard because it was unexpectedly. I was just so excited that I was finally getting ready to go home and I was getting closure on my retirement and I was getting closure on all of the racism and the sexism and the microaggressions and the nepotism and all of the things that had been done wrong to me that I was going to be able to help somebody else. But then I prayed even more as I was riding in the car. And I said, God, I wasn't specific. I asked you for a certain amount of money, but I didn't ask you for to have to split between two households because I rent in one area where I work at and I have a house in another area. So I'm always going in between these places. So my money is going between the things it costs to rent and the things it costs to have a place of mortgage. God, I need to be more specific. I want to live in the place that I live in as far as my home, and I want the money from the other place so that I can do the things in ministry that I need to do. Because as I take this money and this income that you give me, I can do more and more for you for ministry if I don't have to split it between two households. But, 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 but God, what will give you the most glory? God, I'm being specific in what I'm asking for, but I also want to know what's going to give you the most glory. If this that I'm asking you for is not going to give you the most glory, 
help me to understand what will give you the most glory. And I'm riding in my car. It's something about the sanctuary of my car that when I'm riding in it, not only am I allowed to question God and the various things that I don't understand, I'm allowed to ask him for understanding. And I'm able to cry. I'm able to be happy. I'm able to be angry. I'm able to be myself with God. My phone rang. And a lady that I worked with on a few projects, but I really don't know her, told me God had told her to give me an opportunity for something. But not only did that happen, it was another lady that contacted me via um, a social media thing that I use for work, but then she also contacted me on the one that I use for ministry. I was like, hmm. And so I was receiving all of these job offers from the north to south, the east, and the west, and I was having this Selah moment for my retirement and dealing with all of the closure that I needed for the death of my sister, which was a sad time, and my retirement being on hold, which was an angry time, and all of these offers coming in that I could pick, choose, and refuse, which was a happy time, which was me asking God, but what's going to give you the most glory? That's what I desire. God, I desire to do what's going to give you the most glory. And so as I'm learning in life that right in the middle of having something blocked and halted and put on hold, God will say to you, I need to use you. How do I know this? I was walking in the hallway. And a lady that I didn't even know she was a Christian, I didn't know much about her, she said, oh, I thought you were gone. And I said, yeah, I'm still here. She said, that's a God thing. She said, God is probably keeping you here a little longer for something. Prayed and asked God, or God is blocking something the enemy is doing that's gauged towards somebody on your team or somewhere else here. Now, see, this wasn't the first time I heard this because I also heard it from God when I was praying. Then I had someone share a dream with me where um, I was leaving for retirement, and they said the dream was so visible, and they were trying to connect with me, but they weren't able to connect with me. And they said, you were leaving early. And then God said, I know I told you you could retire, but right now it's too soon. It's too early because of what I need you to do. And because you're pliable, I need for you to know that I can set you up so that you're able to work remotely from a location and I can give you the prayer and the answer to the prayer and the worship that you need to give me because I know you will because you said, God, I accept what you allow. 
So I called uh, my sister, Minister Sylvia, and I called my other sister, my battle buddy, Mia, and I asked them to pray for me because I needed them to pray about the anger and the attitude that I was displaying because it wasn't Christ-like because I was angry. I wasn't being disrespectful, but I was telling people who were trying to act like they had did something so great, that's not enough. See, God is teaching me to tell people how to handle you. Don't let people think because they tried to give you bread when you asked them for um, a donut or when they tried to give you water when you asked them for a soda or when they tried to give you um, $2 when you told them you needed $2,000. Don't always be willing to settle for that. Just tell them thank you for what you did, but it's not enough. But see, when you're learning to be pliable, you will learn that sometimes that person that gave you $2, they could have gave you a million dollars. But they elected to try to make you just settle. Remember the 10-year versus the 32 years? See, I've learned that the word of God says that when the enemy comes in, Like a flood, God will lift up a standard against them. And have you seen a flood when it comes in? It overwhelms. It overtakes. It washes out everything that's in its path or drowns everything that's in its path or pushes away everything that's in its path. And then as I learn to trust and rely confidently on God and lean not to my own understanding. I'm able to pray to God and say, God, I give you my job. I give you my income. I give you my family. I give you my retirement. I give you my uh, uh, closure that I need on my sister's um, passing and death. I give you my education. I give you my relationship. I acknowledge you in all that I do, God, because your word reminds me when he had called the people to himself and with his disciples, also, he said to them, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So if my cross is putting my retirement on hold, yes, I have to allow you to give me a new heart. I have to allow you to revive my heart. I have you to allow you to make the meditation of my heart acceptable in your sight. I have to allow you to renew my mind until my mind is like Christ. I have to allow you to change my appetite that I remember that I abide in you and you abide in me and that you are my refuge. You are my fortress. You are the the wings that are around me that is talked about in Psalms 91, that you are my protection and that you are one with me because I'm united in you because you are my vine. You are my branch. You are the reason that I bear fruit. You are everything that I need because I don't want you to cast me away like I've withered. I don't want you to cast me away into the fire and allow me to burn. God, and even if you cast me into the fire, it would be so that the gold 
could come forth as pure gold. And even if you allow the pressures around me to be what they are, I will come out like a diamond, precious ruby. Because, God, I'm learning to ask you, God, I need you to reveal, expose, and decode everything that's trying to be a weed in my life, everything that's trying to be dead or rotten in my life, everything that's trying to destroy or hinder your divine purpose, your divine fruit, whatever you want, God, teach me how to worship you even in the midst of the battle between what I'm sad about, what I'm angry about, and what I'm celebrating about all at the same time. You may say, that's never happened to me. Well, that's you. I'm still sad and angry and need closure on what's going on with my sister or went on with my sister and she's gone on to be with God in glory. God is still blessing me from the north to south, the east and the west, even in the midst of me asking him for closure. Closure to my sister's death. Closure to retirement. And even as he's opening doors to so much more, he's saying, Cecilia, the Father seeketh such to worship him, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And I'm saying, yes, God, I surrender. I submit. I hear you. I'm listening to your spirit, for he that have an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church. Thank you for your truth, God. Thank you for your power and your authority. Thank you for all that you're doing, all that you're exposing, all that you're decoding. For God, I want to be a doer of your word and not just a hearer. I don't want to be deceiving myself, thinking that I'm doing this or that. But Daddy God, show me your glory. Show me how to truly seek you first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, so that all these things can be added unto me. You're adding the closure that I need just because I ask. For we have not because we ask not. And yet in the middle of asking you for the things that I specifically wanted, I've also asked you to be glorified and to allow that which will give you the most glory to be that which is manifested in and through me. Because you're my God. You're taking me from faith to faith, and you're taking me from glory to glory for your glory. And I thank you for the honor of not only accepting what you allow, God, but being pliable in a place that I had no understanding. So I need to lean not to my own understanding. But, God, you revealed to me in all of my knowing that it's all about what's going to give you the glory. It's all about being used by God to answer someone's prayer. What an honor. What a privilege. 
to be used by God. God, I thank you for every time you've used Minister Sylvia to answer a prayer. For every time you've used Minister Margo to answer a prayer. God, I thank you for every time you've used Dr. Serena Wright to answer a prayer. God, I thank you for how you used Servant Pastor Troy to answer a prayer. God, I thank you for every time you've used Prophet Antoine to answer a prayer. God, I thank you how you've used my parents and my aunts and my uncles and my nieces and my nephews and my cousins and my battle buddies to answer a prayer. God, whether we did it willingly or you told us about it after the fact, Thank you, 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 God, for not only teaching me, but for teaching every listener how to accept what God allows, because it will help us to remain pliable so that our lives, our conversations, our teachings, our opportunities, whatever, 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 wherever, 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 whatever, however, you need us to be there for you, God, so that you can get the glory. And it's not because we're so great, but it's because you're so great and you use us for your glory. And you use Jesus to show us how you use us. For you allowed him to come to earth to be God and yet man and to use him in his human capacity and yet his godly capacity to be an example of us being Christ-like. So even if we turn over the table in the house, you know our home. And you know what we need in order to take up that cross and bear it. And in order to know that when we accept what you allow, it means being pliable, bendable, flexible, and walking in unity and love and peace. And allowing you to be our refuge when we have to lean not to our own understanding but in all our ways, acknowledge you. Thank you, Lord. So the lines are open. If you want to share um, with me, if you want to share with God, if you want to pray, whatever God is leading you to do, the lines are open. Okay, I guess no one has anything that they want to say, and that's okay. It's not like it's a requirement that you have to say anything, or even if you're in a sila moment with God right now, just as he has me. So is there anyone that will do the announcements for me? Thank you all for joining in on today. 
please come back next Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, to hear our very own apostles like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, DeMargo McCord, Minister Brandon Kaiser, and Minister Carvon Merritt. Those are the team for Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron, on Sunday morning. And then return with us on Monday evening to hear our very own Dr. Serena Wright, who will be bringing forth the word at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then we come back next Friday, if you will please honor us with your presence to hear what God has to say. You can join us by Facebook as well as Blog Talk. Hear Prophet Antoine Thomas at 9.30 uh, p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, hear what God is saying to the body of Christ. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I turn it back over to you, Apostle. Amen. If I would say anything on today, in conclusion, it would be remain pliable to God, even in the midst of the test or trial. It's easy to stay pliable when it's all good. <laughs> Ooh, yes, Lord. It's easy to say yes to God when it's all good. But sometimes you've encountered battles and wars and things for so many years that when you think it's time to go, say, I'm outie. And sometimes God will say, just one more thing, just two more things, just three more things, just 40 more things. So many people are retiring from ministry. But how? How? Maybe you can transition or transfer to something else, but how? Jesus completed his work on earth at the cross and when he rose again. And yet, when he went to heaven, he's sitting on the right hand of the Father, still making intercession for us. So how can we retire if we're being Christ-like? Just a thought. Tell tomorrow, as Minister Sylvia has already given the announcement, when Dr. Wright will be our speaker and Minister Sylvia will be our host. Don't forget, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Iron Sharpening Iron. Bye-bye.